New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with the wonderful Andrea Donsky. And speaking of wonderful... Hello. We have someone back on the show that we absolutely adore, and we're absolutely thrilled to have her back, the wonderful Dr. Joyce Knudsen. We call her Dr. Joyce. Hi, Dr. Joyce. (laughs) Hi. Dr. Joyce, you are a celebrated, distinguished image consultant and life coach. You are really such an incredible person. You've done so much for so many. And today we're going to be talking about expectations. Dr. Joyce, when you hear that word expectations, what do you think of? I think of somebody wanting you to do something you don't want to do (laughs) because they're expecting you to do something. They have an expectation of what you should do. And I think that if we got rid of expectations, we'd be a lot happier. Where do you think the expectations stem from? Do you think it's ourselves? Is it from parents, people around us? All that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that you have an expectation, let's say, of a PhD because that's what I've earned. And you have Mm -hmm. an expectation that they're smart. They're not. Right. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're smart. <laughs> it only means that they have sick, sick to It means hilarious. that they went to school. It means that they read a book. But it doesn't mean that they're smart. So we have so many unrealistic expectations of people. And with our children, especially, we expect them to be the same as the other child if there's two children. Or we expect them to be a certain way if there's other children that have the same thing they have. But it's not, it doesn't work that way. We're all different. I I think we all put pressure on ourselves. So number one, a very good point, uh, don't put expectations on yourself and certainly don't put expectations on others because everybody isn't you and you're not everybody. (laughs) It's like, and what a horrible (laughs) world it would be if we all were just like the same. I know in Denmark they did a study and there are no expectations in Denmark and therefore it's a very happy country. Because they don't have expectations of one another. And, I mean, I think even in friendships especially, too, you to have expectations. I have so many friends and, that are so different that you, those, the two of them couldn't talk to one another. I'm the, kind of like the pickle in the middle. They, they couldn't talk to one <laughs> another because they have these different expectations of each other. But I come in with no expectations of either one of them and get along with both of them. I think that it also, yeah, you're right, because when we have those expectations, it's like those preconceived notions in our mind, right, of what we expect. And then the only place you can go from there is really down, unless someone really blows you away in terms of what, you know, what they come out across. But yeah, I mean, most of the time you're going to be disappointed. So why even go in with those expectations in the first place? Right. I think that it's it's kind of like a judgmental type thing. Like Mm -hmm. you you expect, let's say, you expect your, your daughter or your son to be a certain way because your other daughter or son is that way. But they're not the same, and they they both have wonderful attributes, but the attributes are different. So we as adults need to know how to separate through the attributes that each one has and look to that for what we uh, not expect, but not expecting anything of them, just uh, giving them the... Uh, kudos, if you will, of, you know, what they can do good. Um, I just think that we can take so much expectation off ourselves 
if we took it off of what we expect of others. It's like when someone tells me, you know, to stop worrying or just like a blanket. Well, let's calm down. We need to work on this together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I still remember my husband laughs at me. I still talk about (laughs) Shelly Baudet told me to calm down on my bat mitzvah. I wanted to punch her in the face. Number one, I had to go to Hebrew school (laughs) and religious school since I was like five. If I'm extra hyper and running around excited, do not tell me to calm down. Oh man. I still, I was 12 and I'm, it's, it's ridiculous. I still remember that. But and I think and there are, you always see articles on how to manage your expectations. Maybe I should read them. I don't think I'm very good. I don't think anyone needs to tell you to calm down. If you if you have something that you're right. shaking about and you're upset about, sure. you got to let that happen. you got to right. you gotta let yourself go through that, whatever it is that you're going through. And, and, and we're, all of us, the three of us, I know, are overthinkers. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> overthinking can cause you to get upset and to not be able to manage expectations. And um, as you get older, and I'm older than you guys, um, I have found that you, you, you see it. You actually could see it, that you weren't managing your expectations, that you were overthinking, that you needed to calm down. But you've got to find ways to do those things. You just can't calm down. You know what I mean? You know, right. you're, you're not going to be able to unless you take steps, like get a, go to a tape and lay down on the floor and do some yoga poses and do the downward dog and calm down. You know, that's the only thing you could do is to manage the things that you're dealing with, like the calming down, like the overthinking. You know, what, what's so interesting to me is, you know, running a business, you know, Lisa, you know, where she bosses, where, you know, where Joyce, you as well, we're running our own companies. And one of the things that I have learned when it comes to expectations is managing expectations of clients. And I think what I, what I speak to my team and I tell my team, I'm like, all right, let's set up our call. Let's talk to the clients and make sure that all expectations are managed because sometimes people have certain expectations or you'll do certain things that are unrealistic, right? So I don't think all expectations are necessarily bad. Now, Joyce, you could correct me, but I do think that when you are running a company and you are working, now whether you're running a company or you're managing other people's expectations around you, I think sometimes it could be a good thing because I think if you put it up front and you say it up front and you're managing those off the, you know, off the top, then I think people can maybe curb or think differently about what they're going to expect so that they don't get disappointed. So I think that there's probably that balance, right. you know, uh, in terms of how we manage and doing it, like you said, Joyce, doing it in a, in a nice way, not, you're not, you know, not like Shelly, you know, who's telling you to calm down or not doing it in a way where you're kind of working on the offensive as rather than the, de- than the defensive. Right. So um, those are my, that's my two you know, cents. When I meet, when I meet with a client <clears throat> on, online usually, but I do on site also, um, when I meet with a client, I have a, a sheet of paper that I'm more than happy to share with you guys, but it is uh, my expectations, your expectations. I write down mm-hmm. what my expectations are of what we're going to be doing, how long it's going to take, you know, it's yep. a whole sheet, um, and their expectations. And that way nobody is disappointed. So well, I think, I think that something yeah, like that might be a useful tool to manage your expectations of, of your clients. Because yeah. they can't expect so something of true. you if you didn't tell them you were going to do it. Well, that's it, right? You know, and we tend to over deliver. I'm very much a, you know, I'm very much a pleaser for sure. And I want to make people happy and I want to over deliver, but to a point, you know, so I think mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, having those expectations managed so that people don't take advantage of you or people kind of understand where you're coming from, I think is important. Absolutely. Well, I under promise and over deliver too. And mm, I yeah. think that it's important <laughs> that 
we do that, um, but we can't be used either. And I have a very bad habit of allowing myself to be used. You have to, you have to charge what you're worth. You have to yes. be who you're worth. And and yes. we don't, women. I don't know why we don't, but uh, at least the women that I've talked to in my practice, they they just don't believe in themselves enough to put a price tag on that. And you could charge so much more than you're charging if you believe that you were worth it. I do think that that worth comes with age. And that, at least for me, I'm going to speak for myself. I find that, you know, when I was younger, because I wanted to please everyone, I would do everything, you know, here I would do that for free and I would do that for free. But as I get older and understand that, heck, I'm really good at what I do and I'm worth it, yeah. that I'm going to charge more. Absolutely. And my whole mentality around it is like, now listen. Of course, there's certain things you're not going to charge for, certain things that when I choose, right? It's my choice of whether or not I want to do right. or charge a certain amount or not. But I think that's what it comes down to. But yeah, 100%, I agree with you, Joyce. As women, we tend to not charge or not feel our sense of worth as much as males. And I think that needs to change. And I think, you know, the older we get, the more we realize how freaking awesome we are. And that way, that's right. we need to charge for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think that it's important that we uh, put uh, uh, all of our good traits down on a piece of paper every day and look at it, uh, because I, I recently started a soft skills course where people all over the world are teaching this course. And at first, I was going to charge $500. It's $4,800 now, and I have more people than I had when I had it $500. When you Amazing. believe in yourself, when you believe that you can deliver the worth for a cost of something and it's going to happen, then it does. Uh, on the same token, if you believe you can't, if you, know, if you, if you believe, what's that saying? If you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Oh, yep. oh either <laughs> way, exactly. Yeah, 100%. True. What are soft skills, Joyce? Soft skills, another name for people skills. Um, but they are oh, okay. things like teamwork and uh, integrity and character. And, you know, I just read a statistic just yesterday that 75% of companies don't even look at resumes anymore and won't even oh, really? interview people that have gone to college. Yeah, because they don't, what? college doesn't teach you anything but stick to and, you know, a little history maybe, a little math. But in the real world, <laughs> we need to have teamwork. We need to have social skills. We need to have, you know, integrity and character. And we need to know if we're all, we're all CEOs of companies, all three of us. So we need to know that if we leave because of an emergency, that Joe Smith over here is going to take over and just as if he was you. And so it's really important to have these soft skills. Hard skill is, let's say a hard skill is that you're a radio personality. That's your hard skill. But your soft right. skill, that's why they're not created equal, the radio shows, because the, the, the soft skill is how are you doing on the radio show? Are you kind? Are you nice to the person? Are you, you know, giving? I love the way that you do it, both of you, because you, you make it a conversation. And in a conversation, and it, it feels like you're part of the group. It's not like you're being badgered with questions that you have to answer, you know, on the radio. <laughs> And so it's very important that we realize that we we are who we are because of the hard work that we've done to get here. And so let's uh, stop this nonsense of not believing in ourselves and not not giving ourselves the credit that we deserve. 
And it's so true there. because when we give ourselves credit, <laughs> no, I love that, Joyce. And as you're speaking, I'm getting goosebumps. I love it. It's it's definitely resonating. But I think you're right. And the more, we, you know, when we believe in ourselves, like you said, other people will believe in us too, right? And I think that's the key is just having that confidence and, uh, and understanding and knowing, what you are worth and your value. That's right. And knowing that you... Uh, with the with the stuff with knowing having some people skills, that's really great because you're making people feel better about themselves. You're making them feel that they're worth it, and so it, it helps to the whole cause of everybody starting to feel better about themselves. And of course, that's my my goal on Twitter to make everybody feel good about themselves. And I, mm-hmm. I know it's crazy because other people don't use it for that reason, but I, you know, my age, like you say, age. You know, I can do it that way. I don't. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to make any money. I, I make money outside of Twitter, you know. But hmm. the thing that gets me is that how many people don't believe in themselves? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, why? I think it has to be because we're nurturers. We're women. We've taken care of children. We've taken care of our older parents. It, it's just that we're not, we never really take time for ourselves. Not the type of time we deserve. I wonder what the you know, younger generation is, if it's going to be the same. Because I find that you know, millennials, I find they're much more confident in themselves. I find they've got this, you know, this kind of like, I could do it attitude, which I think is interesting. So I wonder if it's a generational thing, you know, Gen Xers or Gen Ys, like that don't have that same confidence. And it's changing now, maybe with the youngers. I don't know. I'm just curious, ladies, what you think, you know, that was just kind of an observation. I see. I honestly think it's a great question because it needs to be discussed. Um, There's no question that uh, generational differences. I wrote a book called The Generational Puzzle because it is a puzzle. Every time a new generation comes up, you have hmm. the different ways of thinking and different paradigms. Uh, but it's very important to remember that uh, every generation has some good in it. So we need to look for the good in it. And also we need to remember that we have a public self and a private self. So you could be one way as a millennial on Twitter, so everybody thinks you're a certain way, and then you could be another way when you're with a True. friend on the phone. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I have. Every day I've got <laughs> all these people wanting me to accept their... <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> I think it has something to do with my age and, and wisdom, or they think I have wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, I happen mm-hmm. to have wisdom, so I'm going to say, yes, I have wisdom. Yeah, but not exactly. everybody that's a certain age has wisdom. Sometimes that they're right. really old buddy-duddies, and you don't want to hear from them because they're not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. But there right. are people like myself who do help and who want to be your friend, and who want to care about you. And so you kind of, you got to do some sifting, I think. you got to sift out those people. I think, I think Lisa, for you, with, uh, with talking about millennials, I think that you've had to maybe grow up quicker than uh, these people that have been given everything. Am uh, I off Yeah, base? that's for sure. No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel why. like they've been it's given why. everything. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do, okay. uh, and uh, and the people that I know that are millennials, um, and I don't know too many. Um, I'm really just surprised that people on on Twitter want to talk to me, but they do. They they are craving wisdom. The people today mm-hmm. are craving wisdom, and so that's fine. Wisdom's a good thing, but uh, you know why are they? You got to ask yourself why are they cra- craving wisdom? They're not getting it anywhere. You know, they had parents that did not stay at home and and spend time with them like you spend time with your daughters and you spend time mm-hmm. with your children. You know, I, I don't know what, what the problem is, but it has to be generational. It has to be your experiences and the generation mm-hmm. part. 
I do worry about, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, I know smartphones are great and everything, but I, I do worry about just how our society is right now with everybody constantly on their phone and breaking up with each other by changing their status and all that. I just feel like it's, you know, there's, it's just going to keep going. Like if it stay where it is, I could live with it. But what I worry about is like 20 years from now, are people even going to be talking to I agree. each other? That's a whole the nother children. show. <laughs> so the children, true. The children of them, of, of what we're, yes. the people that are being brought up now as young children, I don't know what's going to happen, but I predict that there won't be a Twitter. I predict really? that, some, that this is going to die down because how much could you look at a phone? I mean, anywhere you go, just do a test, walk around a, an airport, anywhere, everybody's looking at their phone. I'm surprised there's not more broken legs and arms out there because they don't <laughs> watch where they're going, falling down the stairs, or they're not, they're not paying attention. And the more that they don't pay attention, the more they don't learn, the more I, it's just talk, talk, talk to everybody on the phone. Or doing something on the yeah. iPad, you know, that you could have done later, but you're doing it now because you can. So I don't right. know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of scary, I think. Oh, I do too. I'm not I knowing. Think so too. Yeah, not knowing. Right. Exactly. And we have to manage our expectations <laughs> about that. <laughs> we do know for well, sure. Well, I do and think I do... that we need yeah. to. I do oh, think ahead. that we need to have more conversations about expectations because it is a shame that we have to be so nervous all the time and upset all the time over things. Gotta right. let it go. That song and that yeah. those children's play that they say, let it go, let it go. Yeah, it's hard to Frozen. do, but it's a, <laughs> it's a must that. do. Yeah, I love that no, song. I, it's a great yeah, song. I need to let mine go. Right. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do think the conversation of expectations is a good one, and I think that um, people have to understand that other people don't have the same expectations of you as the girl next door has of you or somebody down the street has of you. So expectations are important to understand. And I do think the only person we could have an expectation of is ourselves. It just doesn't yeah. have to be that high. Yeah, right. we just have to be not, we have to be gentle on ourselves. Like you said, Lisa, that your expectations are high. So being gentle with yeah, yourself right. at the same time. But yeah. Thank you, Joyce, for being on our show. We always love having you and we, you know, appreciate your wisdom and for sharing it with us. So thank you. And we also want to share, I give a big thanks out to our sponsor, Herb Farm, Herb Farm, Herb-Farm with a P-H, P-H-A-R-M.com. They make incredible supplements from herbs. I had a chance to visit their farm and Absolutely an eye-opener for me. Everything's organic. Everything is top quality. And if you're looking for anything, really, they have the product for you. So please visit their website. Give them some love because without them, we wouldn't have our awesome radio show, Naturally Savvy, and we wouldn't be able to interview amazing people like Dr. Joyce. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Andrew Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrew Donsky, at Health Media Gal One, and at Radio MD. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, manage those expectations. Stay well.